Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. (laughs) And on this episode, we're going to chat about some games. We're going to slide in some news. And Ryan, what's the topic going on this time? Oh, our topic has been suggested by good friend of the show, Jeff McNary from the Bridge City Board Gamers community here in Saskatoon. And he wants to know... If our game collection was only limited to five games, what would they be? Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's get into some uh, talking about board games. And uh, Ryan, you go first. I've heard such cool things about this game. Sure. So a little game that I have been playing actually a lot, like we, um, if I'm checking my stats correctly here, I've probably in the past few weeks played this about like over 10 times. And that is Juicy Fruits, uh, published here in North America by Capstone Games, part of their family games lineup. Uh, but it was, uh, I think it's originally published by Deep Print Games. Mm-hmm. And the designer is Christian Door, store. Oh, well, done. well done. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Juicy Fruits is a is a kind of a nifty little resource management game, and I would also put it into contract fulfillment, where uh, you have a board in front of you, and all around the edge of this board are a whole bunch of these boats, and what these boats want are well, a whole bunch of fruits, and your board represents the island. Okay, and in the center nine squares of your board, you have um, fruit tokens and they all start off in a particular pattern and they're randomized. Yeah. Now how you collect your fruits is actually you have to slide these tiles. So if I slide the orange tile up one space, I get one orange. Okay. Now if I position them so far that let's say later on, I can slide the banana tile over two spaces, I get Two bananas. So, however far you can push that that token, that is how sliding many puzzle kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, what you'll end up doing is you'll actually end up fulfilling the contracts, the boats around the edge of your board, and they'll come off, freeing up more spaces that you can slide these tokens on your board. So now they can start going farther distances. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the main thing. And these boats all have a whole wide variety of point values. They range from like one point to more difficult ones are like six or seven points. Mm -hmm. 
And then also on the off to the side, not on your main player board is a actual, um, I'll call it a market board. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's got its own set of market things that you can pay a certain amount of fruits for to get some special tokens. And these special tokens will either be worth big points or they'll give you your own special action that you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of them is like uh, uh, fulfill a fruit stand or sorry, create some ice cream. I think that's exactly what they do. <laughs> and so I can take that ice cream token and I can slide it. And then that tells me how many ice creams I can make. And then at the bottom of the board tells you what the recipes for ice creams are. And they are worth <laughs> a certain amount of points. So, and then essentially that's the game. You go, you go and go and go until, um, oh yeah, when you do those, that job market board, um, that's, your, that's your timer. As soon as so <laughs> many of those tiles have been taken, then the game is over. And so it's actually really neat. Uh, that's the family mode that yeah. they put into it. Now there's another mode that say for advanced gamers, and uh, it just adds an extra phase. You flip the you flip the uh, score track over, and now there's like a juice factory, uh-huh. and it's just an extra thing that you can spend your extra resources oh, doing, yeah. pushing your tokens up this juice factory and getting more points and and stuff like that. It's actually really 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 quite neat. Um, this game also boasts. Um, that it has four, count them, Norm, four different solo modes oh, nice. that you can play through. And I haven't even touched those yet. Oh, nice. I haven't even touched those yet because we've actually been playing this um, as a family. Actually, Regan has picked up on it actually really quite nifty that he can slide his tokens knowing what fruits that well, he needs to collect. And... I mean, the components are so cute, man. And oh. I, don't, I don't use that word too often, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Production value huge chunky wooden fruit tokens which are really 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 nice the boards are really really nicely laid out everything's so bright and family friendly vibrant yeah yeah Um, it draws draws you in definitely i'm looking at the pictures on bgg yeah yeah this is the first one i think released in this capstone games uh family uh lineup well so it was uh yeah, it, it was re- it's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, I can't see this one leaving my collection. Uh, it, Jen likes it. Regan likes it. Um, oh, I smell that's a why review that, coming up with this one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, um, it's saw the table quite frequently, and it plays actually really, really quickly, too. Um, I don't think our games go much past a half an hour oh. if they do. What does it say here? So, it says 20, um, 20 to 50 minutes. So yeah, 20. Yeah. Which, which I think is about, which is about right. It is not an overly complex yeah. game. Age eight um, and up. You can make it as complex as you want kind nice. of thing. So really enjoy it. Capstone games. I think we mentioned it on the show before a few times. Well, yeah. They're knocking episode, it out of yeah. the park. They're Whoa. knocking it out of the park. The, and, and, I mean, they started for me when they got my attention was the the legitimate euros that they were bringing in, mm-hmm. and then they started expanding, and then they started acquiring, and and the way they're growing, um, yeah, to have like they had this the, the simply what was the uh, what's the lineup they have the simply complex the simply complex yes. yeah and now they have another family line so well done capstone yeah I don't know how much more they're putting into that simply complex lineup. I think they're kind of more making their brand here with this family, and then they're kind of like their mm-hmm. euro their euroish thing so yeah. juicy fruits 
big recommendation from me currently. So yeah, there might be a review in the near future. Well, it looks like one of those like straightforward, easy to play games that has some depth underneath it. Yeah. And like you always talk about the cognitive load. Yeah. Like it, this, this game was now with the juice factory, there were some extra rules. I remember that I, I think I just played it how I thought it played without actually reading the rules, but there was actually some more complex things going on. I was like, Oh, Oh, you could do that. Oh, we could do this. Okay. Maybe I should have read the rules instead of just making up what I thought should have happened. Well, I stand corrected. A good thing. Yeah. yeah good thing. We believe in conjecture, right? Right. Or is it like, I've played so many games. I was like, this is exactly how this yeah. is supposed to go. Yeah, right? I got this. I got this. I got this. Yeah. It's actually, what it's actually, meteor, it's actually meteor to with, with the juice factory piece when you have it. So, yeah. okay. I'm just looking uh, at the one that I'm going to talk about. And uh, according to PGG, your weight factor is 2.05. Mm-hmm. The one I'm talking about, the weight factor, weight factor is 3.59. Mm, that's that's the sweet spot. I love I love games around that three point five to four. And Those are, uh, that's my sweet spot of games. And uh, I started. You know what? Here's the pun. I dove into underwater cities. Oh, but do yeah. Dad joke. And of course, the one of the reasons why is that it's a it's a solo has a solo mode and has a pretty cool solo mode to it too. Um, very kind of. Um, it reminded me of viticulture where it's like a worker placement where you block stuff, right? So that's the sort of thing. But uh, it's uh, oh, Vladimir Suchi. I'm going to mispronounce the last name, but Vladimir Suchi or Suki? Suhi. Um, Suhi. Suhi. Right. I only know that because uh, Eric Summer did an interview and that's how it stood out for me from, All right. from, from then on. Um, Delicious Games, which is his publishing studio because he used to work for Czech Games. I believe, because Shipyard is uh, my first introduction to him. And I think Pulsar is another one of his. Yeah, Pulsar 2849 yeah. is another Valamir. So Underwater Cities, uh, the, the gist on it is uh, it's a worker placement, engine building, card tableau, kind of designing uh, uh, resource management, depending on the, your engine. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to build an underwater city. And in good Euro fashion, you're trying to, uh, with your cards uh, uh, in your tableau and your assistance, uh, you're trying to generate as many, uh, I think it's points. I'm, I'm playing the solo mode where everything comes down to points. But um, like a good Euro, it's points versus points. You can call them victory points. You can call them whatever. Um but uh, what's really cool about this game is there's three zones of, uh, of, work, of, of where you're going to place your workers, which are submarine tiles. I'm going to have to like get somebody to 3D print me some cool components for this. But uh, you have the, the red zone, no, the green zone, the red zone, and the yellow zone. And they coordinate with the cards because the cards are uh, grouped up in the same format that there's a... Red, red cards, green cards, and yellow cards. And if you put your tank, and so you put your worker or your tank down, and you have to play a card from your hand. You have the same amount of tanks, uh, same amount of subs as you have cards. So you're trying to synergistically play down the same 
color of card to the same zone you're playing so that you can trigger the card action or power and optimize your your turn and like i said all in uh, on your player board, you have these four corners. You start out in one corner and opposite corner to you is your end of game bonus. If you can get to that city and unlock that, mucho points. Um, and then the, the adjacent left and right cities will have uh, bonuses that you get when you uh, uh, immediately make connection or and sometimes uh, resource bonuses, depending on what you get. But uh, yeah, so you play three phases in but there's two phases of scoring one is kind of mid uh like you play four rounds and then you score and then you play another three and then you score and then you play another three and you're in the end um yeah i played oh man in the last few days i think i played six solo games and oh. uh well because it's was 30 minutes right 40 minutes so wow I didn't actually realize the solo play was actually that quick. Yeah, well, how the solo works, it's pretty cool, is that um, you take a, an opponent's ten, uh, subs and you put it in the first slot on all the colors, right? Then the, mm. you finish your turn, then you advance them one. Now, here's the cool thing with the solo part. If you don't get any, what is it, the, the, the United Nations points or whatever that pushes you up on that oh, right yeah. side track. Yeah. If you don't put yourself on even the last point, if you don't get on that track, you pull out another color um, and you take a card and you count so many and right. So if you don't participate in that part of the game, you start to clog up your choices and your game just like your choices just narrow down fast. So you're always mm. thinking that in the background of, I need to get knowledge. I can't remember what it is. Okay. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you can't get that, then you're going to start clogging it up. So usually closer to the last few rounds when you're, when you're only after certain resources to get your engine going, you might, you might not mind having another player on the board block. And so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It, it can cascade fast though. There's games where, man, before I even got in my second scoring, everything was just, <laughs> leaking the subs got rivets popping up blah, 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 blah. yeah blah, 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 blah. yeah oh, cool yeah this is a game i have i i've played actually quite a bit um never the never the solo mode so maybe maybe i might just have to just try one you're you're the solo mode expert where would this rank in like solo mode solo modes uh, okay in, so in, funny, funny you talk about that because i was thinking of doing a ranking of or a categorization of here's the different solo engines that I've discovered in my time. But this that would one, actually be a really good discussion. Yeah, this one, I would say I it does a good job of allowing me to play my to play my turns. And, and not that I have cardboard ADD, but to play my turns as fast as I can, um, without waiting on anybody else, right? You know, that that idea of like, I already know my turn. I already know my turn. Come on, come on. <laughs> right. So, so for me, it's just like bang, 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 bang. Okay. I did what I can advance the things, take my card, move, uh, you know, uh, like move the piton up to the next level. All right. I get my turn. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Or else if I didn't do that knowledge track, <laughs> here we go. We come on another one. I find a way to place them on the board. It allows me to play so fast that I think the, the unbusiness to this mechanism makes it such a cool game to play. 
right yeah. on. And now the only cool. thing is you're playing to us, you're trying to hit a certain point level, right? Ah. A point level and you have to at least get a certain amount of cities, uh, domes on your board. Right. So if you don't check those two, so a couple goals, kind of like the terraforming yeah. Mars solo yeah. mode, you got to You have to be able to push those parameters. Yeah. And by the time you get to the, the 14th or 15th those thresholds, generations, yeah. 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 I think one of the, yeah, the one of the thresholds is if you can't score more than 100 points, don't even, you know, mail it in. If you can't get seven, yeah, I think it's seven domes out of nine, mm. then, then don't even bother. Right. Cool. So, yeah. That is uh, Underwater Cities by cool. Vladimir yeah. Suchi. And do you have the expansion? I ordered, I ordered it. <laughs> nice. The dual layer player boards are 100% worth oh, it. Oh, really? Okay, I was wondering. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, for cards and an extra thing, that's kind of a no. maybe price. Dual layer player boards. Oh, worth it. Okay, Nothing yeah. sliding around anymore on you. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the thing for me is, I mean, I got two cats and people who have cats and board games know <laughs> that. It doesn't matter if it's on the table, it's um, cat domain, right? So the cat yeah. jumped up once and, and like landed hard and everything shook. It's like, oh, come on. Right? Oh, come on, hey. man. Yeah, come on, cat. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis the Eighth Mall on Eighth Street in Saskatoon. So yeah, cool. Okay, so we got it, Brian. We got that new section in now. Yeah. Do we do we address the elephant in the room that uh, Ian's not joining us on tonight's recording? And that's just unfortunate because Ian's decided that he's going to take a little bit of a break from the podcast. Uh, oh, for the from the board gaming side because. From he's the board. got a big passion in 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 film and cinema, and, and yeah, has, he's got a he's got a fantastic has, uh, movie podcast yeah. that he's doing with a couple guys, which are so, I can't remember now what exactly what it's called. I've listened we'll put, to it. We'll a put few a link times. up in the notes yeah, on, when I when I put the podcast. Yeah. Out, so. so he's got that, and plus yeah. the school year's coming on. He's always very very busy in the school year, so uh, we will see Ian in the future again. He's just not going to be a regular. So we thought we'd fill his spot currently with some news oh i gotta i gotta program like a soundboard (laughs) get that in here yeah because we can't get any geekier than a board game podcast right (laughs) okay uh so the first bit of news is what i'm uh i think that a lot of people from the saskatoon area is going to be really really itching to hear about is that our facebook community page which is because we're, we're we have to be confusing. We have the Bridge City Board Gamers <laughs> page, which is the actual media the stuff. Yeah. You no, know, I am talking about like our other like our page that oh, okay. does all our media stuff, and then we have our community. Yeah. Which is where everybody can post garage sale items, gaming recommendations, and stuff like that. So our community page hit 400 members, Yay. which is, I think, fantastic. I, I thought it was just going to be me and my friends for a while <laughs> there. Yeah. So there was like there was like 20 of us for like 
a longest for the longest time. And then just it kind of started snowballing over the past little while. Yeah. So I thought I would just do a giveaway for, um, well, you said that and I thought it was a great idea. So, yeah. So I said, okay, $20 for dragon's den games and $20 for amazing stories because 20 times 20 is 400. Uh, uh, that's where my reasoning yeah. was. Yeah. So, and then also I've got, guy. also I've got like a stack of little games here that have been donated to us to give away as prizes. So I'll give, I'll give the lucky winner um, a choice of whatever games are in that pile because that, I, that pile just needs actually just to go because it's taking <laughs> up room. There's some good titles in there. So I hope they hope they enjoy it. So Norm, this is what I need you to do. Okay. I need you to pick a number. Yep. Between one and 43. There were 43 people that commented oh. on the Facebook post that got you entered into the into the contest. Uh, let's go with 17, 17. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, (laughs) 15, 16, 17 is Marion Clark. (sighs) Congratulations, Marion. I... Hope you listen to the show. If not, I will reach out to you through the Facebook community page and let you know that you've won. Now, what did Marion write here? Why did she? So they had the comment about what they liked about the group. That's right. And Marion says, I like hearing what zany new game everyone's trying to get their hands on, which we kind of do. We always pipe up the hotness. There's a lot of people that are the cult of the new. A lot of junkies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Me me so yeah. cool so now now i had to heart i put the little heart icon on everybody's comment because it just made me realize how how awesome this group is oh yeah that we have like there's so many people there's like they're really into like they love it that there's a local source of gaming information there's people that they can relate mm-hmm. to um well people, lately i've seen people reaching out saying hey i'm new to the area and uh, i was wondering what's going on and immediate response so yeah yeah a couple people say they love the memes that i post about acquiring too many games and and such like that so yeah i, I don't know it, it brought a tear to my eye that we actually have 400 members actually to, as of today we're at 403 members so <laughs> Well done, folks. And Marion, I'm going to reach out to you very, very shortly. Well, I hope we can keep doing some, some uh, inspired giveaways. Uh, and, and thank you to the sponsors. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they, they, they step up. Darren at Dragon's yeah. Den and Jeff at Amazing Stories. Like They're fantastic, uh, folks. If you don't know who they are, go and say hi. Uh, say that Ryan and Norm recommended you come to this store. They'll get you... They'll get you signed up on their little <laughs> discount programs, and first they'll laugh and go, "Okay, what are you? What are you all addicted to buying now?" Because of what they said. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They right are always on. bringing in the hotness. Um, and um, uh, speaking of new games, uh, you'd mentioned, "Hey, should we talk about this? And should we talk about that?" And I thought, you know, I'm not as deep into the crowdfunding th- scene as you. I mean, I I've got some Kickstarter stuff came in. I I just recently got. Uh, 
Captains of the Gulf and Crescent City Cargo, that uh, some spiel work stuff that I that I'm far off into play. Uh, no, wait. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and brought in by uh, uh, um, Stronghold was Ooh. the North American publisher nice. connected to that. Um, but uh, and and I, and I think I have some Kickstarter. Cascadia is coming in. I think I got a little notice of go to the. Oh book. yeah, Canadian people have started receiving their stuff. So I thought, yeah, let's talk about uh, some uh, some crowdfunding stuff for Kickstarter. Well, Kickstarter cool. and GameFound. So you, yeah, you started up. Oh man. yeah, yeah, because you can't talk one without the other because <laughs> GameFound is rivaling Kickstarter now. GameFound does have their roots in Europe mostly yeah. because it's the. Uh, it's the company that's Awakened Realms really created that platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was what they were using as their pledge manager. And now they're using it as a crowdfunding source for, for folks and everything like that. But uh, the one that I have on my list is not a game found one. It's actually on Kickstarter. Yeah. And when this episode releases, there's only going to be a few days left. I think this is live until eight days August to go. 31st. Yeah. It's eight days to go as of this recording. And Uh, This is Aridia, The Paths We Dare Tread. Now, I picked this one because I also want to plug my other show that I'm doing with uh, Jason from Dyson Dragons and Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon. We have a YouTube show called Kickstarter Excess or Value where we're picking crowdfunding campaigns and we're talking about whether or not it's a good deal or not, what we like, what we don't like about the platform, and what you're getting in the campaigns and stuff like that. So, and we just talked about Aridia, just released. So, if you want to hear my in-depth thoughts about Aridia, you can go over to Dyson Dragons YouTube channel. Now, that was the go. very polite introduction of what you guys do. Now, the meta of what you guys do is try to 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 coerce, down, downplay. The, I don't need this. I don't need that. And then by the end of the episode, you guys are all clicking. <laughs> Got to get the game going. Well, what, what I like about the Kickstarter Excessor Value series <laughs> is that it's actually been quite therapeutic for us. Yeah, it's like a group session. <laughs> so, and I always ends up like all of us, I remember like we've talked everybody out of backing it. Or like we've started, what I've started doing is doing the $1 levels. So like, just, I'm not fully committing right yeah. now. I just want to pay attention. I just want to get in on the dialogue, right? That's yeah. all I want. I just want okay. to be, I just want to be yeah. part of the scene. <laughs> yeah. So Aridia, the past we dare tread is a, what we're right now on crowdfunding. It's a hugely successful um, crowdfunding game. It's made by far off games. And it's the same design team that brought us Zaya legends of a drift system. That so hold my interest immediately. So big, so big pedigree right now. And it's a, you like if you take a look at what this game it's a huge open world exploration campaign type game yeah where it it kind of reminds me of like those top down super nintendo open world like link to the past um things because you're gonna be walking around and all of a sudden you walk into a house and then the house is actually a tile it'll it'll flip over and now you're inside the house oh cool and then you can interact with things um, there's an RPG element here, Norm, where you can actually like, in, where if you're playing with a group, yeah, you actually have to start role playing some of the characters that these other people are interacting with. And then I see a, a D20 in the background, and a, a yeah. Are you? And then there's it? there's, there's a combat it? system. Stop, are you stop. getting it? Don't, don't interrupt me. <laughs> are you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> don't interrupt me here. <laughs> 
huge combat uh, combat system. <laughs> right now, I'm at the one dollar level. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, so he, yeah. and here's and here's why. All right. Okay. Tell me why. <laughs> here's why. It's because of this RPG element system. It says that it's a solo play game because it's cooperative. It's a cooperative mm-hmm. game. All cooperative games can be played solo. But it's this RPG element. And I don't know how the RPG element is going to play out with a solo character. Mm-hmm. They haven't released the full rule set. So I don't know exactly how playing a solo yeah. game is going to work. So that's why I'm at the $1 pledge level right now. Yeah, I just want to see what all it's right. like. But I might just end up just, you know, clicking it anyways, because this game looks awesome. <laughs> Okay. But I don't, but I, I have a whole bunch of other campaign games already sitting on my shelves that are not finished yet. But Absolutely. what's one more? Just what's one more? One more. Um, uh, not to push this segment too long because we have a five game collection mm. uh, segment to talk about, but I put two on here just because I thought this is cool. And uh, the first one on Game Found, and the first one is. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say the title without cracking up. Masters of the Universe, Fields of Eternia. Yeah, we're talking He-Man. Mm-hmm. The other He-Man game. Oh, is there another He-Man that's out there too? Um, coming in early September, there's the Seamon oh. He-Man game coming out. No wonder these guys are trying to get this out fast. Yeah, by Archon Studio. So mm-hmm. not that I want to, you know, I was never, I never got into that that uh cartoon and uh but i just thought wow as far as diving into the ip bucket this was a uh this was catching it on the edge kind of thing i don't know what do you think well i know exactly what i think about it it looks amazing (laughs) except for there's no shipping to north america ah absolutely zero unless if you find one of those shipping companies that will pick up your order and ship it to North America for you. Um, there's no way to get that game actually in North America. Okay. So right. that, that, that was my, when I saw that, I, I had to cancel it because I had to cancel all my thoughts yeah. because well, and no that's probably because, because like it. you said, this game founds based a year based app, I guess. So our community, mm-hmm. um, the other one I want to, and again, this one, I never, I don't follow the IP at all. Uh, it's The Witcher, Old World, and uh, what caught my eye immediately were the minis. Oh gosh, they look amazing! Like, like the, whatever this elk moose skeleton thing is, <laughs> is I mean, right away I thought, oh, let me paint that, please. Yeah, that one's that one's in late pledge mode right now. I think it, it is, yeah. Yeah, because we did, uh, that, that was one of our first episodes for Excess oh, Value. Oh, that's right. We talked about Witcher Old World, and we talked about that there is value in it, mm-hmm. but there is also, like, all the extra stuff that you're going to get. Like, you're never going to play with all that stuff. Well, and this, this has got Simon. this had Simon model written all yeah, over yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like, the gameplay all in is $280. But is that 280 euro? I no, it says it has there's not a euro, it has like a okay, it has oh, like okay. a North American dollar symbol. Um, uh, but there's just a table full of minis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I no, mean, King, it looks Kingdom it looks Death really Monster, cool. that's a that's in that same range, isn't it? I mean, up yeah, to five. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong, Witcher Old World actually does look 
really, really good at cool. Just wasn't a game for me, but yeah, there's a good, there, that one made a schwack load of money so during this, the campaign. So this legitimately caught my attention because it was designed to do so. Oh, it says a solo mode. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to look at that. This is a bad, this is a bad idea having this segment. Um, <laughs> welcome to Ryan like three or four years ago. All right. Okay. Well, that's, that's a, once, once the bug gets you, once the bug gets you, it gets you. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape's escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to go into topic. And Ryan, how about you uh, lead us into the, the explanation of what's going down with this crazy idea? Sure. So um, this was another one of our contests. We're just giving away stuff left, right, and center we're, tonight. We're throwing it out the window. Throw, throwing it out. Um, a while ago, we said that we are approaching episode 100 of Cardboard Conjecture. I know, and right? That, and that our ideas aren't as fresh as they once were. Well, and, and we so have kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Top games that have unicorns. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> More Ryan's world. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I put a contest at the beginning of the summer asking folks to submit topics that they thought would be interesting for us to talk about. And uh, I pulled, we pulled one. Uh, this wasn't my choice. I think this one was your choice. I think yeah. you chose it, this one. I like um, torture. <laughs> Jeff McNary suggested that if we could only have five games in our collection, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but if we could only have like a, we, but we interpreted it as if we yeah. could only have a five game collection, what would they be? Cause, cause we're, we're pretty much at that point now where everything is want, 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 want five game collection. Want, want, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I can't remember what your collection is. So this took me, I have to take my 335 games behind me. <laughs> And if I was going to make a five game collection out of all three, I have to, Painful. I have to cut essentially. No, not cut. That's a bad word to use because I'm not really getting rid of them. But hypothetically, if I only were to create. You'd have to filter. Collection. You had to filter so many games. Mm-hmm. Let's use that word. You're filtering. Yeah. So like good coffee. Yeah. So um, what you, you talk about, you talk about the criteria that you used for your yeah. list. Okay, you want me to, okay, so mine was uh, I went up, I went about this <laughs> like I'm narratively story driven and you're the math guy. Um, if I if I was to be on, let's say uh, a trip to Moors, and uh, if it's like, okay, look, you've got this much room to take everything. And so oh, here's that's interesting. Here's here's your slot for five games. Here's your you know. Here's your container. Like, I mean, working uh, a lot of friends of mine work in the rock and roll industry. And when they go on the road, 
they have to design their road kit down to what travels on, you know, the, the buses or the trucks, right? Mm, or the okay. freight containers. And then they divide it down to you have three cubic feet, right? So my approach okay. was, okay, I'm going on something where the, I'll, I'll never have access to another game again. Five games. What's going to be able to keep my brain active? for that theoretical this and for me this was complete you know thought exercise but that whole idea of okay so now now, for me now, it was, be, be, now before you get into that too did you ever give any thought about like um i need to have a game for certain situations well the, i was just gonna say um, okay I broke it down Sorry. to i need a, a dexterity game i need a good abstract puzzle game okay i need a good interaction game and I need a good pure, like the purest Euro kind of thing. Right? Okay. Right. I would like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to have scotch, I'm going to have a teenaged single malt, something that has, you know, like I'm going to have the refined. Okay. Right. So that was my approach to it was uh, that idea of no coming back. This is what I have. And, uh, and the and fitting the categories, right? Because I don't want, you know, five okay. dexterity games. Okay. Okay. And so, you? okay. So I, 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 I like that you posted it on Twitter too. You yeah, posted it out there, and it was really interesting reading people's thoughts and everything we'll like get that. Because those two, we have. Yeah, yeah. And so mine went with. So I started framing it around. Okay, five game collection. What? So I need. I'm going to create what I think is what I would like as a whole. And so what I chose was a light, yeah. medium and heavy Euro yeah. game, yeah. an abstract game and a campaign game. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's what, and so when what, and refine it even more, I had to have, if these are going to be the five games that I'm going to be, this is my collection. I'm going to be playing. So replayability yeah. needs to be high. Oh yeah, on on these games, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, um, I included games that have expansions because oh, the expansion just adds to the game. Yeah, the expansion is not a separate game to itself. So these no, games, no, part. some of these games have expansions, and the gameplay. This is where I was like, "Do you have for different situations? The gameplay needs to be decent at all of the player counts." Yeah, yeah. So. It was very, very hard. Okay, this now is a bad exercise. I know it was painful. Um, Kate, at, at your number five, do you oh, have we a have to rank them? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just this? have five games. How about this? Were, were there are there like two that are close to making your list but didn't make your list? I have no idea because I just listed five games. Okay, well, I won't talk about that. I'll, I'll give I'll give you pain. <laughs> Um, uh, you know what? And I'm just, I'm going to strike the two that I have off here. Now, mine are in okay. no particular order because I said, yeah, categories. mine aren't either. Um, yeah. so do you want to start? Do we, we'll go back and forth and then we'll go into the, uh, we'll go into okay. the Twitter, uh, responses. Sure. Um, okay. So like I mentioned, there's the five things that I was looking for so for, yeah. for my light game. Okay. It plays with uh, any number of players. You can advertise. You can play it solo to ninety nine players. <laughs> and uh, I, I welcome to 
mm-hmm. was was it's a great light strategy game. It's very small, compact, but I, I really enjoy the simplicity of it. It's got tons of replayability. Oh yeah, um, there's lots of different little expansion maps that you can get for it. Um, just the deck of cards and the thing that. You, we really enjoy Welcome to. It comes out quite often if we ever, when we did have regular game nights. It's like easy that. to play and it's difficult to play well. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, and so, and then there's different modes of play too with the different expansions yeah. uh, that you can add into it. But yeah, Welcome to, I thought would fit nicely into a only oh, yeah. five game collection. You could play it any number of times with any number of players really simple to play um we never get tired of it no we've never gotten tired of it yeah. where we're, we actually had to laminate some of our player sheets because we started running we're, we're getting really really thin on the pad i'm right with you yeah absolutely <laughs> cool the uh well you know what i like that one too um uh mine i'm gonna say mine because i posted on twitter and then i put question marks afterwards uh just because this dexterity, the greatest dexterity game of them all is Crokinole. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if anybody knows me or has listened to anything I talked about connected to this, there's a connection. There's a, there's a nostalgic, there's a generational, there's a, there's a bind to this game. And uh, I think what I like most about the, well, you talk about replayability. I don't think I've ever played the same game of Crokinole twice. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? I don't think you can. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, it's one of those, it's a sandbox game because you can throw the rules away and just, you know, start doing trick shots or you can. Oh, it's, it's the game that's made for ultimate house rules. Yeah. Yeah, you can play it however you want. Yeah, so to still me, have a blast. To me, the 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 dynamic range of applicability that this game has, right? Um, just just as long as you respect the you know one cheek rule, I got no problems. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's mine. Crokinole, what do you got? Okay, so now I'm going to move up into my medium category. And this one was really hard. I had two games at it that were going back and forth for the medium category. And I'm ultimately settled on one of my top games of all time, which was Five Tribes. Mm-hmm. So Five Tribes would definitely yeah. be in my five-game collection. We It's one of our games that we've played the most in our gaming career with me and my wife. Has an awesome, I, I arguably one of the best two-player variants in any of these medium strategy games. It's got one of the best. It plays great at three players. It plays awesome at four players. It plays at all of those player counts, and you are never going to play the same game of Five Tribes twice, just the way how the randomness of how the board sets up. The layers of randomness, not just single randomness. Yeah, just like comes out from the location tile order to what color of meeples are placed out. Like... My wife has her general strategy of what she likes to do in five tries, but she can't do it if the board is not set up to, <laughs> to do it properly. The planets aren't and like that. And, and I'm the same way. Like if we play with the art, artisans um, expansion, I'm all about grabbing the purple meeples. I want to see what those bonus tiles do. <laughs> but sometimes when we play with that expansion, it's not optimal Nope. to go for those purple guys. I might have to go it's with some, a, get, get the visors or something like that better or something like that. It's a false objective. Yeah. So, and yes, 
tons of replayability. Uh, can play it with pretty much. It, it is kind of got a little bit more meat on the yeah. bones. Yeah. But you can definitely play it with almost any type of group. For sure. And so there's there, there's yeah. a there's a the proneness to AP in that one because th- you look at the board and trying to make in your mind all those like like a detective board with the with the yarn going to this that and going the, where you drop wh- what you're dropping where where you're ending up oh mm-hmm. th- that just thinking about that makes my brain hurt sometimes yeah so five tribes is part of my five game collection and no pun intended <laughs> really uh the one like that the one that didn't make it. out that spot the one that didn't make out on that spot was wingspan ooh Okay. It was a very tough choice between the two. All right. Well, my the next one I want to talk about is the one that fits my abstract puzzle um, kind of category. It's not an abstract game, but the game system itself is an abstract puzzle, and that is uh, Spirit Island. Ooh. And uh, beautiful. Yeah. And well, one, it plays brilliant solo, and it plays brilliant. I mean, I have not played, you know, multiple players because of isolation and everything. But uh, I've heard everybody who's talked about it um, has their preference. Some people like solo, some people like two-player. I've heard people play five, uh, four-player. And uh, it's a longer game, but they they mm-hmm. absolutely have it. And that's the brilliant thing about the game is it scales so well. And speaking of expansions... There's just so much to just explore and the combinations and synergies and what works well with the other. Yeah, that's mine. Um, uh, and I mean, the way, yeah, the way everything uh, um, is delivered in the game as far as, as far as the sequence goes, there's so much that happens in moving parts. And yeah, cool. I know you have this game. I do. It's just kind yeah. of just whoops, go the other way. It's just over my shoulder, beside yeah. my shoulder here. Yeah, I haven't played it too much recently. I played it a quite a bit when I first got it. I really enjoy it. It's really, it's really fantastic. What they managed to do with that game is quite phenomenal. Really, it, they really essentially eliminated the alpha gamer in the cooperative <laughs> game. Because Bravo. there is so much going on and you have to think about what you are doing on your turn, let alone what other people are doing. Yeah. You can give general hints of what we should yeah. try to do, but. And and the closest <laughs> you have to being concerned about somebody else is if when, when you come into proximity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Spirit Island. Sweet. What do you got next? Okay. So for my heavy Euro game, Oh, I've got so many heavy Euro games. But to bring it down, I, I went back and forth between two. And if I wanted one in my five-game collection that I absolutely want to play all the time, and that's Gaia Project. Oh. oh, that Terra Mystica system, but placed in space yeah. with new alien races and some different game mechanics and everything like that. I absolutely love this game. Um, it's a bonus if I could just... if I can just have it on my one of the games that I can actually play on my laptop (laughs) because I play the crap out of it there too. But Gaia project, there's so much replayability. It's awesome at two, three and four players Uh, just checking off all this, but it doesn't have expansions, but there's so much variability already in the game itself. There's lots of races to explore. I still haven't played with all of them. Yeah. I've played this game quite a bit. 
Um, cause I'm like the guy who likes to play a race and I like to play it a couple times, get a sense just of to try to try to get the sense of it. And then I'll move on to the next one type of thing. Kind of like, like what I sample. did with root. You're saying like what I do. Yeah. I, I did it with root type of thing. So, uh, yeah. Gaia project nice. is definitely one. And then the one that we was competing with that I eventually said, yeah, okay. Um, a feast for Odin was my other one, but okay. Gaia project definitely beats out feast for Odin. Right on. Well, my third one is uh, I wanted to have a game that was all about back and forth, right? Not necessarily beating each other up, but it was a head-to-head match. And um, it is by far my favorite cat and mouse game, and that's Star Wars Rebellion. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Everybody says it's Star Wars in a box, and they're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, any, th- this is one of those games that anybody can say, Hey, uh, you want to play Star Wars Rebellion? And I could be in the middle of something important and I'm going to be like, give me a second. <laughs> Let me wrap this up. <laughs> so for me, uh, the, the IP, I love Star Wars. I mean, it was one of the, it was one of the, the movie franchises that I grew up with and that I, that I, if I'm, I'm in, I'm in the cult of Mac, uh, Apple and I'm in the cult of Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, the, the variability, the different ways you can play this game, the different ways things come out the, there's, yeah, it is by far, um, the, the most fun push pull cat mouse, uh, resource generation, uh, and trips down. <laughs> How many times can I have Han Solo blow up the uh, Death Star? Right, right. Oh yeah, great story. <laughs> great stories you can create. Yeah, with that game. So yeah, yeah Star Wars Rebellion. That's cool. That's my number three. That doesn't doesn't bother you that in this fight, but that's a two player only type of game. And it's major collect this the in this uh, five game <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> Doesn't, nah, bother you at all. doesn't bother you at all? No, because cool. you know what? We can take turns. <laughs> uh, go get something to eat, and then you can play the winner. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. So okay. what's your number four? Okay, my next one is going to fill in that abstract, because we love our abstract games in, yeah. in the Rao household here. And out of all of them, I found that Sagrada was the one that I wanted to put into this one. It's got such a high replayability with it. It plays amazing at all of the player counts. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's so puzzly. I always called it Sudoku with dice type of thing. Um, Yeah, you're trying to match, you're drafting dice, and you're trying to fill them onto your player board window. Two numbers can't be side by side. Two colors can't be side by side. You're trying to fill in this pattern. You're trying to meet objectives. Yeah. So like rows that don't have the same number in them will score you points, or rows or columns that don't have the same color. Yeah. Are going to score you points, or score points for pairs of ones and twos, type of thing. And, oh, we love Sagrada so much. It's actually got a bunch of expansions for it that I have, but we've never played <laughs> with. <laughs> of Just course. because we because we love the 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 base games so much. And there's so much variability with that, that I know that we will get to the expansions eventually. It's just that they better bring, I, I hope that they bring something fantastic because we absolutely adore 
this game. So filling in the abstract piece, it wasn't even close. Sagrada is part of my five game collection. Cool. Well, my, uh, my fourth one is uh, in the category of the purest of euros. And, uh, <laughs> and I know uh, it is. And, and it's, it's also in the next episode of the ugliest box cover. And that's Hansa Teutonica. I don't know if we've mentioned this game on the show I don't think before. I don't think I've ever talked about this before. Um, <laughs> networking, the Euro, it's the ugliest looking, the blandest. It's the, everything's a taupe and, and tan color. Um, but it is cubes. It is networking. It is action points. It is glorious Euro to the core. There is no randomness. There is no flukes. There is no chance. Everything comes down to how well you play the game and not just play the game, but how well you, I always, I always call it the Bruce Lee, how you bend like a reed in the wind. Because if everybody's going after something, then something else is open. There's something else available to you. So it's, there's no, you know, everybody's going to get more action. Well, then go explore another part of the board or, go, you know, there's just so much for this game to offer. And there's a new, I think there's a big box that just got released. Yeah, they just kind of just threw the uh, expansion maps that were hard to find in yeah. there. And then I think they also cleaned up I got the... Yeah, I think they cleaned up the two-player rules as well. Oh, the rule book is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, part of that game is, is trying to find all of the uh, PDFs to straighten out some of the uh, edge case stuffs. But that's how good this game is. So, Hansa Teutonica. Great. So, this is my last game. And so, I mentioned that I had to have a campaign game. Because campaign games take a long time. If I'm going to have a five game collection, I got to have that one game. It's just going to take me forever to do. Now, initially, I wanted to have Gloomhaven on here. Gloomhaven yeah. didn't make it. It is a big game. It's going to yeah. take me, it'll take people a while to play it. I think I know what it is. But my five game collection can't be complete without my number one game of all time, which is Arkham Horror, the card <laughs> game, which has many campaigns, many expansions to it. So many character investigators that I can deck build around. That's a replayability for me is building the decks, taking them out on the adventure, trying them out. Yes, I've seen the adventures now. I know what the plot lines mm -hmm. are, but now I'm trying to be optimal. I haven't seen all of the endings. There are alternate endings or there's many ways that the resolutions can be. I haven't passed every scenario that Arkham Horror has released. And so... I think that actually, if I just had just Arkham Horror, if this was a one game collection, <laughs> uh, everything for Arkham Horror, I think I could tide myself over for quite a time, for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is like the first time you talk about that game. Oh, right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a fine choice. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still embarrassed to say that. I've yet to play my base game. Shame, shame on me. So my number five, uh, I want to tell you the two games that didn't make the number five before I tell you this number five part. Mm. Um, this one was kind of a catch-all. I want to be able to 
I want to be able to, you know, appeal to a lot of people, you know, more than solo kind of thing. And um, what didn't make the list was Three Kingdoms Redux. Probably okay. one of the best three-player games ever okay. designed. Variability, all the generals. Brilliant game. Brilliant. Got it. Okay. Um, the next one is one of my favorite mechanisms, and that's uh, worker placement and viticulture. Didn't Ooh. make the list. Ooh, okay, that's surprising. Okay. That's surprising. What made the list, because it's got a lot of maps, it works great at two, it works great, right? Concordia. Mm. Concordia is that middle range, um, just put the game down and play it. There's no, it's here, I'm going to use this card. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, oh, I can't do this yet, but I can do this now, right? There's always so many options. Um, I have, even, even, I mean, my rec, win record is pretty poor, but my enjoyment record is off the charts. I love this game every time right. I play it, right? Because, I mean, you feel so clever because you get to find how things are working for your cards and how you're playing it. And and also, too, you know, when you see in the market, it's like, oh, I need to get that card. And you're eyeballing the people around the table going, do they see what I see? Or am I hmm. the only one that sees what I see? Nah, everybody has, everybody has to see what I see. It's obvious, right? So, yeah, I like that whole gameplay that happens with that game. So, yeah. And one of the best scoring mechanisms, I think that I that I like that they, that your action cards are also your point scoring opportunities, which is really quite multipliers neat. and yeah. yeah, and it's cool. one of those games where you just don't know till the end if you've really won yet because it's just right. kind of oh, did I get the cards? Did they get the more multipliers? Oh, I needed one more building, one more province. Yeah, yeah, cool, so, yay. Well, let's so take our, a, yeah. So let's recap. Yeah. So for cool. Jeff, for Jeff, because yep. I think he's our only listener <laughs> at, at, at this moment in time. So uh, our five game collection, what we wanted. So I went with five tribes, welcome to Sagrada, Gaia Project, and Arkham Horror, the card game. Cool. Cool. Mine was Crokinole, Spirit Island. Star Wars Rebellion, Hansa Teutonica, and Concordia. Now, can I can I add in here that I actually made a second list? Oh no, of course you did. <laughs> I made a se- so I made the one for the podcast. Like yes. the one that I was like, okay, I'm gonna really critically analyze things. Now, the one that I would actually go with, the five games that personally, out of all of these things, if the ones that were gonna stay that I would play forever, Arkham Horror, the card game. Marvel Champions, the card game, Ashes Reborn, <laughs> Twilight Imperium, fourth edition, and Star Wars Imperial Assault. Those ones, like four out of the five are Fantasy Flight games, games. <laughs> and then three you of got, them are card games. You got, you like your card games. I, I, I was actually reflecting. That was, that's your I was junkie. actually reflecting. Yeah, I was reflecting for a while that I said, Actually, those three card games, Arkham Horror, Marvel Champions, and Ashes Reborn, if those were the three games that I just played for the rest of my life, I think I would be happy. So that I, sometimes I like to call that, that's my selfish list. If it was oh, yeah. just about me and not yeah. thinking about everybody, this my Twilight selfish Imperium. list. Twilight Imperium, you just set it up for days. Well, and just take well, your turns. See, in Gaia, to, to me, Gaia Project's kind of a Euro version of that-ish. 
without you know having and then star the wars imperial game. assault has multiple like it has the skirmish yeah. mode and well, it has the campaign stuff too and speaking of you just triggered my brain uh i put uh, together a quick list here of the twitter responses and i believe mm. that uh where are we here um yeah dyson dragons uh put down madara Descent Second Edition Full Collection, Imperial Assault Full Collection, Thunderstone Quest, and Cthulhu Death May Die. So nice. That's a huge. <laughs> there's so much game yeah. in all of those games. Yeah. Oh, That's amazing. I, I have to mention this one because uh, there's some there's some agreement here. Jordan Spikes uh Snedonia Deluxe Master Set. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh Argent the Consortium. Uh, I, I've always wanted to play that one. Hansa Teutonica. Yay. Ooh. Chaos in the Old World and 1862. Ooh, so. an ACDXX game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of Dice and Men. Yeah. I'm assuming this is Chad. Uh, yeah. He said, tough one, but Battlestar Galactica, Seventh Continent, Kingdom Death Monster, yeah. Gloomhaven, and Eldritch Horror. Maybe. Depends if I can keep my expansions. Of course yes, you can. Chad, you can keep your expansions. Of course you can. Uh, right on. This this one made me laugh. This Friday Night Games, Root, plus four expansions. <laughs> <laughs> Just Root. Yeah. All day, every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it here? Definitely a board game podcast said Agricola, Snedonia, mm. DC Deck Building, Clinic, nice. and Ticket to Ride. All games that have lots of expansions and different methods of play. Cool. This is one that you, a game I want to play, and I, th- I think a game that's being held hostage from you, uh, Board Game Hot Takes Podcast, uh, Anachrony, mm. Dune Imperium, Everdale, Tapestry, Isle of Sky. So I'm any- good, he says. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, Anachrony. I love my worker placement and you keep telling me that this is one of the best. Mm, it's so good. It's, it's, it's so good. Right on. Uh, Shane who loves games, shadows of brimstone. I've heard great things. Heard great things. Mm-hmm. Talisman dead of winter, dark tower, the willow board game. I thought that one was interesting. I, yeah. I have to look, I have to look that it one caught up. me off guard. <laughs> what? Cool. Cool. Uh, uh, board game GK, uh, Alm. Yeah, we we both played Alm. Meeplecon, hmm. Alchemists or Alchemists, uh, Terraforming Mars, Everdale, and the Great Western Trail. Oh, Fister. Uh, I, I would say like, if if Hans is if Hans is listening, I think he has five games. Would be Terraforming Mars, Terraforming <laughs> Mars, Terraforming Mars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we ca- we covered most of the list here. I of, think uh, so. Uh, oh, Chris. Chris of the show. Oh, yes. There we um, go. Chris Morris. Uh, Cthulhu Wars, Star Wars Rebellion, Innovation. Yes. Obsession. And, of course, Zero Escape, his own design. Which his own is game. A fantastic game. Yes. That's a great, great game. Uh, <laughs> did, did we do uh, Rock and Robin? Uh, no, I don't think we did. Okay, so uh, Brave Sir Robin 42, Rock and Robin, only five games, question mark. Yeah, I know, painful, right? Star Wars Rebellion, C, mm-hmm. uh, Scythe, yeah. Tainted Grail, I thought that one or Seventh Continent was going to be on your list. Uh, XCOM, Pandemic, uh, or sorry, Pandemic Rome. Is that Pandemic Rome or just Pandemic and then Rome? 
Oh, pandemic. But it's probably the pandemic fall of Rome. Yes, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Tainted Grail. It's a great. It's a great game. I don't know if I would put it in a five game, but it is fantastic. It's great. Cool. Cool. I think. Awesome. Uh, I think. Did we do Tom? Tom McKee? Uh, no, we didn't. Tom no, McKee said, wow, this would be tough, but <laughs> Twilight Imperium 4, yeah. mm-hmm. Clockwork Wars, Cthulhu Wars, Bus, and PAX Premier 2nd Edition. Some nice heavy games. Nice. Love it. I could nice. play those exclusively for years and never want for more. Yeah, I wish my brain worked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, well, um, well how great, great five game lists. Yeah. How do you feel we did about uh, attacking this uh, topic for Jeff? I, I think we did it justice. I, I, I feel really good about my my serious list and then my fun list. <laughs> your selfish list. <laughs> my selfish. Yeah, list. your Daffy Duck list. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Um. Uh, all right. So we're getting to that point where I always love to say thank you for uh, listening to what we have to say about board games. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Norm. And I'm Ryan. (laughs) And we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek Guild number 3039.